A key component of the modern world economy, the chemical industry delivers products and innovations to enhance everyday life. It is also an industry in transformation, where chemical executives and workers are delivering growth and industry-changing advancements while responding to pressures from investors, regulators, and public opinion. Discover how leading companies are approaching these challenges here on The Chemical Show. Join Victoria Meyer, president of Progressio Global and host of The Chemical Show, as she speaks with executives across the industry and learns how they are leading their companies to grow, transform, and push industry boundaries on all frontiers. Here's your host, Victoria Meyer. Hi, this is Victoria Meyer. Welcome back to The Chemical Show. Whether you're a loyal listener or if this is your first time, welcome. We're glad to have you here. And if you don't currently subscribe, go into your favorite podcast player and either hit the subscribe button or follow the show. Um, and that'll make sure that you get every episode right when it gets published. We also love ratings and reviews. They help more people find the podcast. So take a few seconds and leave a rating. Five star, we hope. Today, I have the opportunity of speaking with Anton Zloba, who's an application technology center leader with Jungbundslauer. His focus is developing applications and exploring new business opportunities where JBL's sustainable ingredients can make a difference. Over his career, he's worked in a variety of industries, including food and beverage, pharma, biotech, and cosmetics in both Europe and in the U.S. So he brings that to JBL, and he's going to bring that perspective here today to The Chemical Show. Anton, welcome to The Chemical Show. Thank you, Victoria. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So. So tell me, what's your origin story? How did you get interested in chemistry and chemicals? And what brought you to Jungbundslauer? So yeah, I was born and raised in Russia, actually. And uh, I'm coming from a scientific family. So my, my father was a, um, a scientist. He was a biologist fo focusing on um, uh, DNA investigation and uh, chromosome reparations uh, using using. Uh, um, radiation. So, Interesting. Early, yeah, early childhood, I was exposed to all different, like his publications. His, he was traveling um, in the early 90s, late 80s, and um, he was explaining me, I, I was probably very little to understand all the things, but I was, I still got exposed to, to his rhythm and um, uh, to the essence of this, his scientific work. Uh, so I, was, I always got curious he, when he explained to me all the complication about the how the human cells and how uh, uh, little, like living organisms function. So I was so, always fascinated about that and also chemistry from from the very beginning. Yeah, like when I learned that everything's consisting of uh, of uh, different. Uh, atoms and molecules I, I got so fascinated and uh, that was my my real big focus in school that's awesome and then you've you've worked in the industry in different parts of the industry for a number of years mm -hmm. um I, what brought you to Jungmannslauer uh yeah Jungmannslauer um got my attention early on because uh perhaps it's uh it stands out as one of the uh few companies that has uh, such a huge sustainability focus. And mm -hmm. I had uh, a lot of um, resonance with with the products uh, Sour or we also go by GBL, GBL, GBL produces, because uh, I've always been a, a consumer of those products on a daily basis. So I'd say 
who doesn't know about citric acid, right? So when I first heard about and got introduced to Jungmannsauer, I, you know, frankly made an assumption that it was solely a European company. It sounds like a European company, yet obviously you're here in the U.S. and you have a global presence. Can you talk more about uh, the company and just where it's located and what it's uh, the shape of it looks like today? Yeah, so the, the company is actually headquartered in Basel, Switzerland, and we 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 have a, a European origin. So we all started in a uh, uh, village of Jungbunstal, uh, which is in, in Bohemia. So it, it's now a non-existing country, uh, now part of Czech Republic. So the and current company has no no connection to to that place. So it's just a, a place of our origin. So in uh, but Jungbunslauer means that it's uh, somebody from from that village, from from village of Jungbunslauer. And uh, the, then the the company grew um, uh, quite at a good pace uh, over the last probably 50, 50 years. So we now have this global reach, and we really present on uh, all the markets all around the globe, uh, either ourselves or through distribution. So, but we, we still heavily focused on European uh, and uh, not European Western markets. Let's see. Got it. Europe is about 50 percent of um, uh, our 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 target market, like of our business, and and um, North America is about thirty three percent as of now. So, which is yeah. So as you can conclude, so it's heavily focused on, on European markets, but we still have presence also in Latin America, and it's growing, and also also Asian Pacific markets. As yeah, well. it's. Is a big part of your competition coming from China, or do you see more local competition? Because I know you guys have presence, pretty heavy manufacturing presence in North America as well as in Europe. Um, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we we do have also a manufacturing in Paul Colburn in Canada. Uh, currently, it's uh, it's our only North American site, uh, and also we have uh, four, four plants in in Europe. Yeah. So. Overall, we we do see some uh, some competition. Both so it's actually a mixture of both Asian Asian competitors and and European com- competitors, also also local competitors on the, on the North American market. So I would say it's it's a good mixture, okay. but uh, it's good. We we, we like it uh, the way it is. We uh, I think uh, this competition helps us grow. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, so tell us more about what is. Um, what do they produce, and where do where do the applications for what uh, young young flower has? Yeah, so we we make everything through fermentation. So uh, every everything comes um, uh, from renewable feedstocks, and we we ferment uh, and then downstream modify um, different products. In total, we produce uh, uh, seven different products groups, product groups, including citrus, gluconates, lactics, uh, sweeteners, biogums. We also modify the, these products and make so make also specialties and special salts that also go in, into different ingredients. And again, like everything is bio based and, and biodegradable, so very versatile. But like ninety percent of what we make, um, it's edible. So huh, interesting, and it, and it started that way, right? I mean, because it's it's an old company. Um, as when I look back at its history, right, one hundred and fifty years old. So it's has this history of always being bio-based. Absolutely, yeah. We, we've always been bio-based. Uh, we've always been a family-owned company, uh, even though we, we switched uh, ownership uh, d- during our history. But uh, we've always been focusing on, on, on fermentation, bio-based. We used to make uh, ethanol, like materials, through fermentation. 
from from very beginning. And then I, uh, um, I believe we we acquired the first uh, citric acid uh, production was it was uh, in mid last century, and that's how we we became became like uh, one of the dominant uh, Western suppliers of citric acid, and uh, we expanded from there. Yeah, that's awesome. So getting back to um, citric acid and fermentation. So what's actually the feedstock of this? Because I think, uh, you know, people in the industry maybe know more about it. Others might think citric and think citrus fruits. And yet I don't think you're uh, growing a lot of oranges in Canada. Um, so how do you get to the products? Uh, yeah, so uh, there's a story. And actually, that's, um, if, if you... Uh, Calculate so that there would be uh, never never would be enough citrus fruits uh, to squeeze to, to produce enough citric acid right. to fill all, all the demand in the world. So we 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 use uh, renewable feedstocks, meaning corn. Then we process corn and then like just feed it into into fermentation uh, with our proprietary strains, uh, where we make uh, and then downstream purify our products. That are purely made like through fermentation, but yes, source source uh, source material feedstock is corn. Huh. Okay, awesome. Who are your typical customers? So you're you're hitting obviously a, with the product slate. You're going into a wide variety of areas. Yeah, typically. So most of the products we sell actually we sell into food. It's, uh, okay. Because of, because of the nature of the product, uh, it fits really well. But also non-food areas. Are growing rapidly as well. So we we have a great presence in uh, in cosmetics and personal care as well. Uh, we supply into home uh, home industrial applications like uh, cleaners. Uh, we we supply we supply into we have some business in construction as well. So actually in in case application paints paints and coatings. So yeah, it's. It's a whole variety of different applications because products that we make are very versatile, can be used yeah. anywhere. Yeah, that's interesting. And so obviously, and your focus right now is um, innovation and application development. So why, what is it? What are you looking for when you start on this path? What does that mean to you? And how do you even identify uh, where you're taking these products? So for, for innovation and application technology then, that I'm overseeing, uh, for, for uh, North America and also actually market development as well. Yeah. So the, mo the most important is uh, to to find to find new niches for for existing products and find new markets and also expand the markets to see how how our products can make a difference yeah. um, and uh, where they can excel in different applications. Because uh, some some products and some applications are very traditional. They're still very focused on uh, known chemistries and uh, no known ways of doing things so we try to innovate and, and bring um new new applications and innovation on board uh recently we did a, a lot of studies on the uh packaging water reduction on concentrated formats for example for cleaners uh we also look into how we can substitute different different products and how we can formulate um, more sustainable um, personal care products so uh, that, that's just some of the examples of uh, application yeah. development that we do where does it start? Does it usually start with a customer coming to you or does it start where you see consumer trends or a problem in the market? How do you even know where to begin? Yeah, so actually it's, it goes both ways. Uh, so we, we do quite a lot of pioneering ourselves as we, we also want to trailblaze the industry and uh, show the example how, how sort of things can be done. And uh, 
where we can help. Also, some some start with with definitely with uh, custom customer requests. Uh, uh, so, for, for example, if we have let's say a meeting, or we we got a lot of good relationships with with industries we work with, then um, we also get a lot of requests like what what needs to be improved or changed, or whether it's like a functionality of our existing product or a completely new functionality that we need to bring on board. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. And I think, you know, a, a lot of companies, there's a lot of innovation going on right now in chemicals um, and certainly in the bio space, right? So you 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 guys have been in bio forever. Um, there's a lot of new entrants into the market that are really growing their position really to respond to the whole sustainability trend and, and just where we're going from an um, industry perspective. And yet I think some of the challenges end up being the same, right? In terms of when you are bringing a new product to the market, it can be challenging to really find the fit and the customers and bringing that to the table. Is is that where the biggest challenge is? Is it in the customers? Is it in regulations? You know, so I guess what are the challenges and how do you overcome them? Uh, so with a lot of things we do, actually, it's it's not like just completely bringing new product to the market. A, a lot of things we do is uh, is, a, is a market expansion. So we already know about some certain functionalities and chemistry is chemistry, right? So yeah. something's uh, let's say in in personal care or um, a certain ingredient uh, has certain pr- properties. Let's say in beverages, it's going to work same same way in cosmetics. Yeah, like citric acid. Uh, so we, we, a lot of times, market expansion it eliminates some of this uncertainty. Um, we also sometimes do uh, product expansion um, that that might might get a little bit challenging. But again, we we rely a lot on our existing relationships and customers and their feedback. Uh, when it's yeah. completely new market, a new product, uh, it's it's even more challenging. But probably that's that's the most exciting exciting. Uh, task we can get because uh, that's uh, completely a true true innovation where you can completely develop uh, some new business new type of business and uh, um, help someone. Yeah, that's awesome. So, and I know you've spent a really actually quite a large part of your career in sales, um, more in the sales side than in the the technical chemistry side. You know, I find that I think of sales often tends to be a bit more short term focused and a bit tactical, and yet product and application development can be longer term, right? Because it takes longer to to prove it out, to run, you know, run the course, run the experiments, develop um, what it is. How do you navigate those differences? Because even today, it seems like your role actually bridges both. Yeah, it actually does. And it, it's um, it's a great synergy, I think, of uh, both, both my backgrounds in chemistry and also in science. So that... Uh, yeah, like I know, sales sometimes can get can get more tactical, and it uh, has its own, its own kick. Like when you when you know you're fostering great relationships with customers, and uh, you see your your numbers going well. But at the same time, when when you focus on application development, I think you can bring a completely different level of meaning uh, to the table when you can actually help to solve some some kind of uh, let's say uh, an application mystery. When something's not working, let's say on the processing side with the customer, or um, uh, let's say you, you introduce something that somebody was like an application that somebody was not aware of, and you you still kind of feel like you're, you're a salesperson because uh, exactly you, you you that's that's what you do you're selling, yeah, someone, 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's a relationship business, right? I mean, I think to, as you've referenced, developing these relationships is a big part of the success. Mm -hmm. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. 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 So I know that, um, you know, you started talking about sustainability as one of the, the core values of JBL and what brought you there. And obviously, I, I think there's aspects of the chemical industry that have been very sustainable for a long time. We didn't necessarily recognize it as sustainable, but it's been there. Um, but but how does um, JBL engage with its cus its um, customers, et cetera, around sustainability? Do you guys track specific sustainability metrics? Um, are you how do you engage to make sure that people have that story? Um, it's uh, kind of, uh, I would say, uh, cross-pollination with uh, us and, and with customers. So we also uh, listen attentively to, to the feedback we we're getting. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we also try to to be to be a pioneers on, on the sustainability side. So, for example, we have a few pillars that we focus on, including including the uh, sustainability. If you're speaking mostly about environmental sustainability, okay. So it's yeah. it's uh, reduction, it's water reduction, it's it's certain goals about uh, uh, reduction in carbon emissions. Uh, so we we track our carbon footprints. Uh, we're also committed to to science based targets per Paris Agreement. So we we aiming to to meet the goal um, uh, of this uh, SBTI science science based targets and. Um, uh, so some of our information that we share on sustainability is actually protected by NDA, but we we definitely we we willingly share with everyone who is willing to um, to enter the NDA uh, with our customers and 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 show like our success with uh, bringing down the carbon emissions for different uh, products group product groups. Got it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, and obviously, as a, a privately held company, you're not, you know, you don't have to do the same kind of reporting. So you guys do it under NDA just with specific customers. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some of the previous year's reports, they are available just um, on our website. So they're yeah. not uh, held back. But uh, the recent ones, uh, they will be available uh, under NDA. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So you've... Um, you're obviously you're from Russia. You spent most of your career in Europe, and you've now been uh, based out of the U.S. for several mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. Is business different here versus in Europe? I guess that's always it's kind of a two question thing. Is is business different, and is sustainability different across the pond? Uh, yeah, business business is different, and uh, I cannot say Russia is the most advanced country in terms of let's say recycling. Uh, but I think it's still a little bit ahead uh, from from what we have here in the U.S. currently, hmm. and definitely Europe. And I I worked a lot in different like Europe uh, Europe and with different European offices. Uh, we're closing now with Germany with our headquarters, but Basel. So Europe is way ahead, way ahead yeah. currently with you know, how they approach sustainability with regulatory requirements. Um, and also with uh, in the general the, the the mindset of people how 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 people approach sustainability. So I think uh, that's something where we can grow here in the US as well. Yeah. Um, and um, we just uh, try to to set the standard. Yeah, it is. It's a different. It is definitely a. Uh, I think definitely a different approach and different drivers in some respects to mm -hmm. uh, to why it is what it is. Um, Awesome. So what's next for you and for Jungbunzlauer? What are you, what are you focused on today and where are you going 
next? Actually, very ambitious plans we got. So we are building a completely new application technology center here in Chicago. Uh, in, in it's actually it's going to be in Rosemont. So we'll be expanding on our application development. Uh, and uh, the, the future for us is just growth, as, as we can see, because um, sustainability and uh, bio-based, biodegradable ingredients, they uh, come more and more into play in different, in different industries. Uh, and we want to be really living this uh, sustainable life. Yes, it's it's overall aspiration of of people in and the in North American U.S. society. Yeah. So we just we just want to help uh, with that and, uh, and to bring more value to the table. That's why we are so heavily investing in application technology, new products, uh, and 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 new you know, new applications. Awesome, that's great. Well, um, thank you for joining us today. I've appreciated getting to know you and getting to know more about JVL. Thank you, Victoria. And thank you to all the listeners. Absolutely. And thanks everyone for joining us on The Chemical Show today. We've come to the end of today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and want to learn more. Simply visit thechemicalshow.com for additional information and helpful resources. Join us again next time here on The Chemical Show with Victoria Meyer.